Hi there, today we're going to be talking about single sign-in providers. Are they dangerous or not? My name is Steve and this is TQA Weekly and we're going to be talking about companies like Facebook, Google, Apple and many others in a very general term but many of these companies have very similar practices so talking about them in a general term is fairly accurate. So we're going to be talking about how dangerous having a single sign-in account really is for you and whether or not you really need to be careful whenever you are using them. Starting off with the fact that since we've had SSL it ha as a mainstay on the internet, it has been possible to protect single sign-in providers from man-in-the-middle attacks, meaning that any cookie actually installed inside of your browser is actually safe. There is none of that Fireship issue that we had a long time ago, meaning that your account, once you are signed into your single sign-in provider, is safe because it is set in a specific browser that is not supposed to be compromised. So provided that your computer is clean and nobody has access to it, the original cookie that allows you to log into other websites is in fact safer than it used to be, provided it is over SSL and many of these single sign-in providers require SSL for this to work. If there's no SSL, it simply doesn't work and many of these services no longer allow for a non-SSL connection anyway. So we are safe on that. The next thing is how passwords are treated. Because they're going to be salting and hashing your password, meaning they're gonna add extraneous data to your password and they're going to be iterating it, meaning they're going to hash it over and over and over and over and over again. It's going to make it impossible to reverse engineer and incredibly time consuming to create rainbow tables, which is how you defeat hash uh, hashing algorithms. So basically that makes it safer. And many of them might even go as far as encrypting the result, meaning that even if somebody gained access to the database, which is very likely, if not right now, further in the future, they still might not have access to your password whatsoever. Meaning that the last point of defense falls on you and the complexity and uniqueness of your password. If your password is unique and it is complex and hard to guess, it will be harder for many people to just brute force. But on top of that, if you're actually going to keep all of your um, secret question and answer, you know, fairly unique too, and basically not information people can just find on your Facebook account, then you'll be even safer because that is also another potential risk. And it's also a feature that has to be in just about every website with an account. So obviously you need strong passwords, unique answers, and you just need to be safe there and make sure you never click on the reset password link if you did not initiate it yourself. So there's that. The next thing is two-factor authentication. Because two-factor authentication can go over cell phone networks as a text message, you're gonna have to be aware that you are potentially vulnerable to an SS7 vulnerability. That being said, Facebook, Google, Apple, many others allow for authenticators or their own applications on trusted devices are used for this specific purpose. Even Adobe has adopted an application 
on a phone that you can approve a connection to immediately. Having this two-factor authentication adds a wall of difficulty to any brute force attack. When somebody's trying to guess your password, they can either guess the right password or use the lost password function, or they risk hitting a maximum limit of wrong passwords. But if they were to get the correct password, the same thing happens with the code. And if you get a message that somebody has gained access to your account and they just need the code, change your password immediately because they have successfully guessed your password. But two-factor authentication is preventing them from gaining access to your account. This is why two-factor authentication is important because if your password was not unique and not complex, this is what would happen if you had two-factor authentication enabled. And that means that you are safer with it than without it because it also serves as a very important notification. And the last part we need to talk about is education. Because no matter how hard any programmer works on making their websites secure, you are still potentially a target for spear phishing attacks and all kinds of scams where they try to gain access to your account. I want you to remember never to click links in any emails. Do not click reset password links. Don't give any of your password information over the phone just because they say they are from Facebook, Google, or Apple, or anything else. Remember this, if you were to remember anything else from this episode. Facebook, Google, Apple, and all these other companies do not need any information from you whatsoever to access your account. They created the service. They have access to everything. So anybody calling you saying they need access to your account is just trying to spearfish you and gain access to your single sign-on account. So hang up and call the authorities in that case. Make sure you have two-factor authentication set to an authenticator or the application, not just a phone. And of course, use unique and complex passwords to protect those specific accounts. Because while these are very dangerous points of intrusion, these are companies that take security quite seriously. And while it is dangerous on a per user level, as a general rule, single sign-in is still a lot safer and a lot easier to use than it used to be a long time before. So like this episode if you like it, dislike it if you didn't, share with those that you think could benefit from this, and don't forget to subscribe. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions for topics, email me at ask at tqaweekly.com or go to my website, tqaweekly.com, where you can see show notes on this episode, past others, find other ways of subscribing. And of course, use the contact form to email me directly. There is a Discord down below for that, as well for the next thing, where I game every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on Twitch, currently playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And if you want to see me, just head over to twitch.tv slash zaxis1981. Of course, again, both of those have Discord servers down below. Thank you for watching and goodbye.